God is with you. Let us pray. Foolish God, shaming the strong through the weakness of love, turning upside down the wisdom of the world. May your blessing dwell with the poor and hungry, the grieving and abused. May your peaceful revolution be our joy and our reward. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the peacemakers, the persecuted. Blessed are you. I have known and observed these truths my entire life, but perhaps nowhere as clearly and fervently as here at St. Mike's. Blessed are the meek. At the beginning of my second academic year at St. Michael's, I got a call in the vast majority of the phone calls we receive on the church landlines are not substantive. Most are telemarketers. Some calls are for folks looking for a Catholic baptism because there's a, another church, St. Mark's, the Catholic church, just a block away. They get confused. We also get a lot of calls from people with various forms of mental illness so when I got a call in 2016 from a guy saying that his name was Casey Jones, I was cautious as both a Grateful Dead fan and a uh, folk music lover. I was familiar with the tradition of someone named Casey Jones. But after a few minutes of conversation, my caution turned into curiosity I invited this Casey Jones out to lunch, and the rest is history. On Tuesday, I got a text from Casey showing his beautiful, healthy, newborn baby girl. Sharing life's ups and downs and in-betweens with Casey Jones has been one of the most rewarding relationships of my life. When I was a kid, my dad told me that the Greek term for meek meant wild horse under bridle, which is an enchanting idea. I love that phrase, wild horse under bridle, but it's not exactly true. The Greek term praus was used to describe gentle horses, especially war horses that were trained to endure the chaos of battle and remain attentive to their rider. As a large, young, black man, Casey has physically endured threats and danger most of us can only imagine. The brutal murder of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police, 
has that danger fresh on our minds today. Casey's physical presence is coupled with extraordinary gentleness, a gentleness that belies his physical strength and immense compassion. It has surely not been easy for Casey. He lives amidst great danger. But his character, his meekness, blesses the lives of all around him. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I've seen this in all of you as we have collectively witnessed the election of Donald Trump, the murders of George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Eric Gardner, Tyree Nichols, and so many others. The destruction of our property simply for posting a sign that reads, Black Lives Matter. I've heard you express your hunger and thirst for righteousness as children were taken from their parents in border detention facilities. And today I'm thinking of Lorinda, who went down to the border last weekend to be with people who are caught up in the limbo of the frontera. She spoke at church on Sunday, and you should talk to her if you're able to. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Many of you have seen our new pug puppy, Pauline. You also might remember our 90-pound golden retriever, Arthur. Arthur is so gentle and sweet. He always lets this little puppy climb up on his back, and he lets him like bite his tail and even nibble on his muzzle. Pauline is so tiny that she could fit in his mouth. Yet Arthur never clamps down on her. He's docile with her. Or at least he was until yesterday. Yesterday, she pushed it too far, and Arthur bit her hard in the face, which resulted in us uh, hopping in the car with all the kids and me and, and the little dog and going down to the emergency vet. Pauline got a cone of shame, <laughs> which is funny to see this little tiny puppy with a cone of shame. And when we got back, Arthur truly lamented what he had done. <laughs> he felt really bad. He was like embarrassed, had his tail between his legs. And I think he wished he'd never done it. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. I love watching the children gather with us for communion. When I come by, they gaze at me which, with such clarity and honesty. Purity of heart. It's in each of us when we allow it. In each and every child of God. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who mourn. We have mourned so much together as a community. Mass shootings, Charlottesville, 
COVID, we've also mourned the loss of loved ones. Beth and her family with the loss of Tom. Yaja and Emmett with the loss of Stephen. Diana Kennett, Gary Martyr, Priscilla Wong, Preston's dad. We've been through so much together. The fullness of life and the reality of death. Sharing those experiences, mourning together, is a bond that nothing can separate. I don't wish that on anyone, but it's clear that love eternal is at work in mourning. We call this passage the Beatitudes because of the Latin word beatitudo or beati, the first word of each verse. The original Greek word, here translated blessed, makarioi, means happy. It's poetic oxymoron, that verse. Happy are those who mourn. This kind of happiness is different from so-called worldly happiness. It's not achievement, wealth, influence, long life, or health. Jesus' notion of blessing and happiness are the opposite of what we expect, even after 2,000 years. Psalm 81, which we read today, ends with the verse, Happy are those who trust in God. If I had to sum up the Beatitudes, I would start there. Happy are those who trust in God. In each of these verses, people are putting their trust in God and God only. They've lost their ability to displace their divine trust with mammon, with golden calves, with narcissistic visions. Happy are those who trust in God. Trusting in God is no easy feat. It's much easier to trust in money or success. It seems easier to trust ourselves, our pride. It seems easier to trust the way that everyone else has done things. But God is always inviting us into deeper trust. God is always inviting us to eternal creation. That is our calling. Last week, I talked a little about my calling to ministry and some of the twists I took in delaying that. Today, I'm sharing some of the most important news of my life. The time has come for me to leave St. Michael's. After a long and arduous discernment process, I've concluded that God is calling me to something else. Easter Sunday will be my last day as vicar and chaplain. This is not an easy thing for me to share. It scares me so much. 
I love you all, and I don't want that to change. But I know that God is calling me to something else. My family and I are not planning on moving. My kids are staying in their school. We can still see each other in normal life. And I don't know yet what my next job will be. It might be in the church. It might be in environmental activism. It might be a blend of disciplines. But I know that I'm being called to something else. I'm going to take a few months of sabbatical after I leave, and I trust that God will lead me where I need to be. Happy are those who trust in God. I want you to know what a blessing, what a treasure it has been sharing these years with you all. This is the greatest job of my life. And I hope to celebrate with you in the last few months. I look around and I think of all of you and I'm filled with love and gratitude for all that we have shared and all that we will share. Blessed is St. Michael's University Church. And blessed am I for our time together. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.